Today's show is sponsored by TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiOrgasmicMama.com. Welcome back to the podcast, Hot Mamas. It's Tilly Storm here. And today we are talking all about those new agey words, twin flames, soulmates, and sacred partners, and the difference between them all. And to be honest with you, this podcast took me like three times longer than it generally takes to make a podcast (laughs) because it's a lot of lived experience that has inspired this podcast. And it's very near and dear to my heart. So I'm going to give you my not so popular opinion on all of these things at the end as well. Now, let me tell you, I am straight up no expert on what it takes to make a relationship last. Because well, other than my current relationship, I haven't been able to make that happen, obviously, mostly because neither of my past long term relationships were Uh, neither of us were able to turn them into what I call a sacred partnership. And what I mean by that is that for a relationship to turn into a sacred partnership and last, both parties have to be devoted enough to the relationship itself to work through their own triggers and wounds. And I'm going to explain more about the sacred partnership thing towards the end. But first, let's get to defining what all of these mean and the differences between them. Okay, twin flames. Twin flames are people who come into your life and there is a very palpable magnetic chemistry and connection right off the bat, not only physically and emotionally, but spiritually. So maybe when you see them, you feel like you've known that person forever because they look and they feel familiar. The conversations just flow. And it's as if you can speak the rest of each other's sentences. There's also a lot of synchronicities with these types of meeting a twin flame. Uh, It's like sometimes the synchronicities seem just like out of this world, like there's too many to ignore, right? But what makes a twin flame a twin flame is that they have the same energetic soul blueprint as you. It makes you feel like you are a mirror, uh, that they are a mirror for you. You are a mirror for them. And maybe even having a sense that they are your other half or that they are the masculine to your feminine or the yin to your yang or whatever it is. So when or if you have met your twin flame, there's a sense that you've just met a very important person in your life and your life is probably never going to be the same again. You know something earth shattering is going to happen. You don't know what's going down, but you know is big because this person is so magnetic and you're so drawn to them. Uh, There is also a tendency, and I see this in many, many women, uh, to forgive a twin flame type of partner no matter what their behavior is even if their partner is displaying toxic, narcissistic, or downright mean and nasty behavior, uh, which is a very scary part about twin flame relationships. There's also a tendency that with a twin flame, one of you is going to be more ready 
to do the work and to actually build a relationship than the other one is. And this is what's called like the runner and the chaser thing. So the runner being the one that's not quite ready to do the work and be in the relationship and is probably a younger solar spirit. And then there's the chaser, which is the one that's willing to dive in and do the work and probably an older soul. So I'd say this is where most twin flame relationships end because the relationship is so intense and explosive that it brings up all of your earliest wounds to the surface, your inner childhood wounds, wounds of abandonment, of feeling incomplete or not whole because of past traumas, uh, wounds of betrayal, and basically just all of our inner pains from childhood that we weren't able to work through at the time because we didn't have the tools to properly feel those pains. So what happens is we end up shoving them down and creating what's called a false self or a lost self so that we can operate in this world and still get the love, safety, and belonging that we need in order to survive childhood. So when you meet a twin flame, it's usually you unconsciously recognizing your lost or false self that you created in childhood in this other person. But if both of you are not willing to do the inner child and the shadow work necessary and reclaim these parts of yourselves back, then you're probably never going to make it together because what you're doing is feeling at home with this person because a part of you that you abandoned or got rid of is being reflected in that person. So you get this sense of feeling whole and complete when they're around because they are being that mirror for the part of you that you've shoved down so much in your inner psyche uh, that because you couldn't feel that part of you before. So until you're able to reclaim these parts of you back and to take back your power, you're just projecting your sense of brokenness and incompleteness onto your twin flame, <laughs> which is why when you're with them, it makes you feel whole. So what brings twin flames together then is the desire to feel alive and whole in the first place, because when a twin flame enters your life, it's like a mass awakening happens and you all of a sudden feel alive and whole. And you're like, you know, you finally come home to yourself because this person is reflecting that part of you that you have shoved down so far into your psyche that you don't feel whole anymore. So this is such an intense experience that most people who meet their twin flame will never end up in a relationship with them because they can't or won't both do the work. However, it's possible that when both twin flames can devote and commit to the relationship and they're willing to do the work that this sort of relationship can turn into what I call a sacred partnership, which is all about devotion and commitment to the relationship itself. And the thing that the two of you can create together that you couldn't create alone. So you can have a twin flame, but never evolve into sacred partners together. Okay, now let's talk about soulmates. Soulmates often have the same sort of sense of having already known each other, but with less intensity and explosion. Uh, not only is it less intense, but soulmates are not always romantic partners. Soulmates can be between a mother and a child, for example. They can be between friends or with other relatives even, or they absolutely can be romantic too. It just depends. So you can have many different soulmates in a lifetime, but only one twin flame. 
So soulmates are marked by a sense of peace and comfort, unlike the twin flames, which are more intense and explosive. So when you meet a soulmate, you find that you probably have very similar goals and values, and there's no sense of shame and being real and vulnerable with them. Like they can see you at your worst and you're not going to feel bad about it. You are secure and their love and attention. Um, you can be your absolute worst and still feel that they support you. So soulmates are going to trigger you, uh, just like twin flames would except with less intensity. So there's a sense that, you know, they're here to also teach you lessons and to also help you heal, heal your wounds, but it's just not so in your face intense all the time. And I think the biggest difference between twin flames and soulmates is that soulmates are just easier to actually form a sacred partnership with because they aren't as intense. So what is a sacred partnership exactly? And what makes someone a sacred partner? To be perfectly honest with you, I am just kind of like so over this new agey romanticizing of twin flames and soulmate relationships. And this is probably my unpopular opinion, but I think people spend so much energy and trust me, I know because I met my twin flame when I was 17 and we had a 14 year exchange that nearly drove me to the grave and I've had two soulmates. So I know what being in these sorts of relationships are like, and I'm telling you, neither of them are where it's at. (laughs) Neither of them are that fun or really work out unless you can turn your twin flame or soulmate into a sacred partnership. So what makes a sacred partnership different than twin flames or soulmates is that entering into romantic sacred partnership. It's a conscious choosing on both ends. You are not trauma bonding. You are not, um, you are not being drawn to this person so much because they reflect a part of you, uh, that you've shoved down in your psyche and, you know, you see them and you suddenly feel home again. It's not about that. It's a conscious choice on both ends. So this means both parties are thereby willing and able to rise above their triggers and work them out when they arise to rise above their wounds and to dive in and do the actual work. So you can't be in a twin flame relationship if one of you is always running and the other is always chasing unless both consciously choose to work through your triggers and wounds together and reclaim these lost parts of you. And you can't be in a soulmate relationship with someone if the other party isn't willing to do the work and grow and evolve with you, which is why many soulmate partnerships end which is, well, what happened to me. So I totally understand this one. So one person will say that they outgrew the other and the other person just wasn't willing to go down the path and to do the actual work, which is just, it's a heartbreaking for that to happen because you know, it's totally unnecessary, but at the same time, you can't force or make someone want to do the work. So sacred partnership happens. And in my opinion is where it's at when two people commit to doing the work with each other. And I think one of the biggest lies that we get told about relationships is that they should just be easy. And if they're not easy, then we should just leave. Or if the sex isn't great, then maybe we're not meant to be together. But I tend to think that the whole holy point of relationships in the first place is to heal our inner childhood wounds so that we can grow and evolve to heal our traumas and raise the consciousness of the planet. And well, Ah, that's why relationships are so challenging. 
And that's why they take work. So no relationships worth being in are easy all the time. You can have moments where it's easy. So what I found love to be is not some intoxicating connection or some romanticized version that the new ages put out there under the guise of twin flames and soulmates. No, love is about devotion and commitment. Okay. Things might be easy at times, but if you want to stay together for the long haul, you're going to have to be willing to get down to the nitty gritty and do the dirty work by getting the coaching, by working on your sex life, by healing your inner childhood wounds and doing the shadow work. So can we all please stop romanticizing the ideas of twin flames and soulmates as if they are the end all and be all of relationships because they are not. And can we all get on the same page that no matter the connection that you have with someone, it's the commitment, it's the devotion to the relationship itself that pushes people into healing and next level consciousness and connection. And if you haven't met your twin flame or soulmate yet, can you please get it out of your head that this is even what you want? They all take work people, but it's the devotion and commitment that makes it last and that takes you higher. And if you're in a relationship with a twin flame or soulmate, can the both of you step up and do the work together? Can you devote yourself to the relationship itself to what some would call, and I don't even like this word, but this is what a lot of therapists call it, the couple bubble, right? Can you let the relationship be a third party entity of co-creation? The third party, the thing that the two of you could not do on your own, but with devotion and commitment to the relationship itself, that you could create something truly freaking epic. If so, that is sacred partnership. And that's what I'm going for. All right, your turn, hot mamas. I would love to hear your take on twin flames, soulmates and sacred partners. Are you willing to do the work, but your partner isn't? Have you struggled surrendering and saying yes to a partner that's giving you everything because you're scared of the devotion and commitment? I am so curious to hear your stories. So please uh, shoot them over to Lacey at the multiorgasmicmama.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y at the multiorgasmicmama.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at Tilly.storm. It's T-I-L-L-Y dot S-T-O-R-M. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And I can't wait to hear your stories. See you next week, Cat Mamas. (laughs) 